for the first two, three months, getting rejected on a daily basis, having people say no to me all the time, and being in a situation where if I didn't make money and I didn't make sales, I was gonna have to move back home to Michigan, that was probably the, the best situation I could have put myself in. How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build. What's up? My name is Layla Hormozzi, co-CEO of Acquisition.com. What I want to share with you are the lessons that I've learned throughout my 20s to get me a net worth of over $100 million by the age of 30. And so there's a lot of videos out there that talk about, you know, what I wish I did in my 20s, you know, what I regret that I didn't do, the things that I wish I had known. And honestly, I really, really am proud of how I spent my 20s, if I'm being honest. And the reason for that is because they were really hard, purposefully, um, because I put myself in situations that challenged me because I knew that I would be able to reap those rewards later. And so paying the sacrifice I did in my early 20s is what kind of helped me create the reality that is now my life. And so I want to share those key experiences with you today as I was kind of reflecting last week on what are the things, the key, not, not courses I consumed or books I read, but the experiences that I decided to pursue that actually shaped who I am today. And so here are six key moments that I experienced in my early 20s that hopefully will help you. So the first key moment of when I was in my early 20s is that my junior year of college, I actually got an apartment by myself. And so I know that's typically not what people do. Usually when you're in 20s, you want to be living with your friends, you're in a big house. And I did that for the first couple of years. But then I realized I was like, I really want to take my time to study. I want to commit to you know getting in really good shape. I want to commit to studying all the time, consuming better books, materials, et cetera. And also just separating myself from people that were constantly partying and doing drugs though I knew that I could live with people and not do that, right? It's much easier to change your environment if you want to change your life. And so I would rather my environment work for me rather than against me. And so what it looked like in my first couple of years of college was, you know, I was like meal prepping while my friends were partying and smoking weed. Um, and I was studying while they were, you know, with friends and, and partying. And it was hard for me to really separate myself from those things. And so I finally decided I was just going to get an apartment on my own. And so I did, and it wasn't the nicest place. But what I really loved about that is I was able to take my extra time that I was normally trying to, you know, wearing headphones, trying to avoid the noise, you know, trying to walk through the smoke when I walked to my apartment. And I was able to actually take that time to read books, reinvest in myself. I was able to control my environment and more of what I was consuming. And it also taught me a lot of autonomy, you know, like being a uh, 19-year-old, 20-year-old female who lives on her own, um, it's not typical and a lot of people don't want to do that, but it actually taught me a lot about taking care of myself, about just feeling a sense of self without others around me. And I think that's really important because in your 20s, typically you're always surrounded by people and we don't have a lot of alone time. And if you're able to get more alone time when you're younger, I think that it helps you a lot more when you're older because then you're not so dependent upon people to make you feel okay. Because the reality is, is that maybe it's hard for the first week or two weeks to be on your own and living in your own place. But the reality is that very soon it becomes normal. And so if you can just break past that first you know, week or two weeks of being on your own, it's normal and eventually you actually like it. The second experience that I pursued in my early 20s was taking an internship that was basically an offsite retreat center in the mountains. And so the reason that that was such a key experience for me is because one, I was alone, you know, three quarters of a mile from the actual retreat center. And I didn't really have any cell service or internet, so it kind of sucked. The second was that I was alone, right? So I was by myself. There wasn't much else to do. If I wasn't working, then there was literally nobody I knew in the area. And so it was a lot of time by myself to read, reflect, et cetera. And then the last piece to it was that it was just completely teaching me the meaning of hard work, 
right? I think until that point in time, you know, I worked throughout college, I worked in high school. I started working when I was about 15, but I had never understood what it's really like to, you know, wake up, be at work at 4 a.m. and working truly until 8 p.m. at night. And that was what I was doing when I was there. And I remember how exhausted I was because I would lead a hike at 4 a.m., I would teach swim class or I would teach a biking class at, at lunch, and then I would lead another hike in the afternoon. And the in-between was all training people, taking other people on walks, you know, helping the other clients that were at the facility. And so it didn't leave a lot of rest time. I mean, it was very physically and mentally exhausting, not to mention that you know, they run a tight ship there, so there was a lot of pressure. And so I think that was a huge experience in the sense of teaching me what work really looks like. Because until then, you know, I was used to eight-hour shifts, but this was not just an eight-hour shift. There was so much ancillary work around it, not to mention the physical exhaustion of it. And so it really taught me how to stretch my work capacity. And what I think that was really good about this was that I learned that, and, and this is something from Robert Kiyosaki's book, you don't want to work for money. You want to work to collect experiences. And that was what I learned and was super valuable there is I knew it wasn't going to pay well. I mean, the job paid barely anything, right? I didn't make any money from it. But I learned so much about myself and I was able to develop skills that I didn't have before. And that's why it was such a key experience that I had in my 20s. And so if you're looking at opportunities for yourself when you're in your 20s, don't think about the money. The money's going to come if you have the skills and the experience. Focus on collecting experiences and skills rather than money and the money will come later. The third experience that I pursued in my 20s was that I decided to move to California not knowing anybody. And so when I graduated college, it was, I think, I think three days after I graduated college, I actually packed up my Prius and I drove across country to California. And the reason for that was I just knew that I didn't want to be in Michigan anymore. No offense to Michigan. It's a great place to live. If you're a Michigan I don't think it's a great place to live. It's fine. But I always wanted to live in California, and that was like my dream. I was like, the weather's great, the people there, everyone's super ambitious and successful, and I really wanted to be around that. And you know, I remember telling my parents, like, I'm going to move out there. I think I had maybe seven or eight thousand dollars saved up, and so if you know anything about California, you know that's not much money at all. But what that really taught me was, you know, when I first moved there, I had so much anxiety. Like I felt so insecure when I didn't have a job yet and I didn't know anybody. Like I felt so lonely afraid, feeling like, what if I have to move back home, all these things. But I just figured it out. And I didn't have any resources. I didn't have much experience, but I was still able to figure it out and make it work for myself. And it ended up turning out pretty well. And so I think for a lot of people, they don't pursue experiences because they're like, well, I don't know how that's going to end. I, there's no certainty on the other side of this experience. But if you put yourself in a situation where you're like, I believe that I have the capability to figure this out for myself. I believe in myself enough and I trust myself enough that I'll be able to figure it out once I'm in the situation. You'd be so surprised what you can prove to yourself. And doing that for myself created so much confidence that those kinds of things you can't get from anything else. They only come from putting yourself in a situation where you have to figure it out, otherwise you fail. And so that's my suggestion is that if you're in your early 20s and you're trying to figure out you know, how to build confidence, how to build security, because so many people are feeling insecure in your early 20s, pursue something that makes you feel insecure. It's very paradoxical, which is if you pursue something that makes you insecure, ironically, you become more secure. If you pursue fear, you become less fearful. The fourth experience that I had in my early 20s was that I took a sales job at a large Globo gym. And the reason I took that job is because every book I had ever read on being successful, what I noticed is that everyone actually started out in sales. And so I decided that I would get into sales because I had gone to school for exercise science. I wanted to become a personal trainer and eventually have my own business. But what I understood and what I had learned from all these books I've been reading, these biographies, was that 
what most people are never taught is sales. And so I applied at the Globo gym and I got the job and it was absolutely terrible. Like it was one of the hardest things I've ever done because, you know, constantly being rejected over and over and over again, when you've barely been rejecting your whole life, it's like a smack in the face, but I'm so glad I did it. And it was probably, I want to say it's almost the number one experience I had just because of how terrible it felt the whole time. For the first two, three months, getting rejected on a daily basis, having people say no to me all the time, and being in a situation where if I didn't make money and I didn't make sales, I was going to have to move back home to Michigan. That was probably the, the best situation I could have put myself in because it taught me that though it's very hard in the beginning, at first you suck, you, then you suck a little less, then you suck so little that you might actually be like decent, and then eventually you're good. And then eventually you're actually pretty good. And then one day you're actually great. And then one day you're a master. And it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over a very gradual timeline. And I think that that's what that experience taught me because I just didn't give up. That's all that I did. I sucked for a decent amount of time. I was not a natural salesperson. It was not something I was like inclined towards. It wasn't something I particularly enjoyed, to be honest with you. But I think that just the fact of not giving up and putting myself in a situation where I didn't allow myself to give up is the reason I was able to come out the other side so much more confident. Because if you can acquire the skill of sales in your, in your early 20s, what it, you teach yourself is that you can generate income on demand. And that is something that you can go into any new situation. You always know that you can fall back on this skill because this skill is so valuable to any business, to any business owner, to really anyone doing anything. If you can sell something, you can always generate income for yourself. And so I'm really glad that I pursued that as a skill set because selling also pertains to many areas that I've encountered later on. Like now I don't sell necessarily clients, but I'm constantly selling people on ideas, selling my team on why they should do things, selling people on why they should believe in themselves. And so the skill of sales was always going to translate into other areas of life. And that's why it's such a valuable skill to get in your 20s. The fifth experience that I pursued in my 20s was that I actually ended up quitting working at a Globo gym. And I went to work at a small business, a smaller gym. And the reason I did that was because I really wanted to understand how business worked. I wanted to be able to see not just on a corporate level, because you can't really see a lot what's going on corporately because everything's behind closed doors. You only see kind of the position that you're in. But working at a smaller business, I was able to see how we market, how we sell, how we price, how we bill, the customer service on the back end, how we get equipment, how we source things, how we get clients. And I was able to honestly try a lot of those things on. I was able to get a lot of those experiences and work in different departments right? Because everyone's kind of doing that. Everyone's wearing multiple hats at a small business. And so that was an incredibly valuable skill for me because it taught me, if anything, that working in a small business is just as hard as working in a big business. And the effort to have a small business is almost the same effort as to have a big business, which is what I realized, that these people were working almost harder to have a small business than the people that I saw working to have a big business. And so that got my brain working in terms of it's all about opportunity size. And so I asked myself, you know, I'd been pursuing fitness career and I was like, I want to have some sort of business. I didn't know what it was yet. And then I questioned myself, I'm like, I think I'm thinking too small because oftentimes I think that we default to something that's normal or we've heard of or it's known. Um, but watching all this, I was like, I think the same effort's going to go in either way. So I want to make sure that if I dedicate myself to an opportunity that's a business, it's going to be a big opportunity. And so I think that being able to see and work in both a really big business and then a really small business helped me understand that perspective and spot that for myself. The last experience that I pursued in my early 20s was um, competing in a fitness competition. And so I did this because it was kind of honestly what I was supposed to do. 
you know, I had lost a lot of weight. I'd gone to school for exercise science. I became a personal trainer. I worked at these gyms. I had this, you know, personal training clientele. And so I decided I'm going to compete in a fitness competition. It could help my career. It's something I've always wanted to do, et cetera. And ironically, what that taught me was that it's not about the destination. It's about the process. And the reason for that is this. I pursued this competition, not because I wanted to prove to myself that I was the best. I wanted to prove myself I could do it. But what I really wanted on the end of it was I wanted a few things. I wanted to feel a sense of confidence. I wanted to make friends. I wanted a community. I wanted all these things that I thought winning a competition would bring me. And I remember getting to the show day and I ended up play, placing second in qualifying for nationals. And I remember thinking how empty it felt. You know, one, nobody actually wanted to be friends because they were actually extremely competitive and they didn't really have any business, you know, talking to each other rather than putting each other down. And then the second piece to it was that I realized that the entire piece that was hard was the process leading into it. The competition day itself was not that hard, right? You stand on a stage, you do the pose that you've practiced for the last 12 months, et cetera. I didn't really feel any sense of excitement. And so when I came out on the other side of it, I was expecting to feel like I became a different person, but the irony of it is that the process is so gradual that you become a different person throughout the process. And at the end of the destination, you've already become the person that you want to become. And the, the competition is just like almost ceremonial. And so I actually decided not to do one again because I felt like what I was looking to get out of life was more, I want to say, contribution than that. And I think that somehow I felt that I would be able to give back and I would be able to inspire people and I would be able to do a lot of things if I won this competition. I figured you have to win a competition. You have to have something that's really noteworthy to do that for people. Um, but I realized it's a sense of emptiness um, once you get to the end of the road. And I think that was also partially paired with the fact that it's such a self-absorbed sport that was kind of the breaking moment for me that I realized I didn't want to put so much time into my own fitness anymore because I didn't actually think that it was something that I didn't feel it was something that was impacting others as much as I really could. And so that was actually my turning point when I decided I wanted to have a more balanced life or I wanted to focus on other things, which I just took all my energy from fitness and put it into business where I felt like I could impact more people. And so it taught me those two things, which is one, you become a person through the journey, not the end destination. The end destination or the the goal when you achieve it is almost ceremonial. You barely feel anything at the end anyways. And then the second piece to it is understanding that you have to know why you're pursuing something. And my why didn't match with the outcome. And so now I'm, I make sure that if I pursue a goal, that I understand why I'm pursuing that goal. What do I want to get from that goal? And I realized that my goal and what I wanted to get from that competition didn't match the situation. That's not what most people get out of a fitness competition. Usually they get fame, recognition, you know, compliments. That's not what I was seeking. I was seeking to impact others. And so I think that it's really good to recognize when you're in your early 20s, you know, what kind of goal are you pursuing and why are you pursuing it? What's the feeling that you're looking to achieve? And then ask yourself and, or ask others who have been in that situation, is that the feeling that you achieved? And if it's not, maybe you should pursue a different goal. So that being said, the one thing that I would say that I wish I had known in my early 20s is just this, is that nothing, nothing, is as fancy or complicated as people make it seem. Every time that I've gotten closer to something, that I've gotten to understand something, that I've taught myself something, that I've gotten around people who understand something that I don't, what I've come to realize is a lot of the fancy, complicated stuff is just a facade, right? It's usually so it can sell you something or marketing or something to that extent, right? And in my early 20s, I don't think I understood that. And I think I thought I had to be this person of like insanely high intellect and I had to be so talented and so naturally gifted in order to achieve things. Um, and the reality that it comes down to is that success is typically achieved through just taking massive action. And the thing that's so great about being in your 20s is that 
you have so little to risk in order to take that action. In fact, you have almost nothing to risk because you haven't built this huge thing. You typically don't have a large family. You don't have a lot of people relying on you. And so I think it's a great time to take massive action. And so if I were to give myself advice, I would have just said, take even more action that you were taking and take more risks because what's on the other side is never as bad as it seems. It's often made up to be this big facade. It looks like these things are terrible and complicated. If you put yourself in a situation and you're a reasonably competent person, you're most likely gonna figure it out.